0: Hyping hot, so grab your favorite beverage and join the conversation via WhatsApp at 324 1612. Email tips at CaymanMorrowRoad.com. Now, here's your host, Sandy Hill, broadcasting live from the beautiful Cayman Islands. Good morning, classmate.
1: This is Marlene. Um, I would just like you all to know that that situation day with Sandra yesterday in East End, we cancelled our meeting because of the safety of our people. One of her people put a poster on, I don't know whether it was Facebook or wherever, and the senator almost said about it in the group, in the group chat with this gunman. man and plus, There was other people, other violent people in East End. Them guys up there said that if they had come in there yesterday with any of their foolishness, it was going to be a serious thing in East End. So to avoid this, we just cancelled our meeting. And Sandra has nothing to do with the people of East End. We, We voted Isaac in. She has said everything that she could say about that young man. She knows nothing about him. She's just a troublemaker. And if we have people in our country... That is thinking the things that Sandra's doing is right, they're worse than her. And I have the poster, I will send it to you all. And before any problem started, we cancel the meeting. We canceled the meeting yesterday. We sent one of our people to put a poster there to see the meeting was at six because we wanted them to stay the ass in that hot sun till six o'clock. But anyway, eventually they found out where part eyes was house was and we demand them. we tell them if you all put foot on this property today we will tear gas everyone on the ass because this thing is serious and on not coming east end to make east end people look bad we could have had big briar up there yesterday but east end people have their own minds to make a decision for which government that they want no other district should have the opportunity to come in to tell us what they want we're not going to be sabrina should terminate her so bad and did her so bad that she had to turn back. But she don't have to tell us what to do. Whatever the people speaks for East End, we will take it from there. So that is what this is all about. And I will send you the poster that one of her followers sent to the group chat. Thank you.
2: Good morning, Man. Good morning and happy. Monday. Let me find my microphone. How is everyone doing? We are here this morning to do some truth telling. So get your tea ready, folks. I'm getting my glasses ready. I got tea. I got water. As you can hear, my voice is still a little bit strained. But that was after a couple days of protesting. And now we're going to break it down. I wanted you guys to listen to that voice note first thing this morning so that we can set the record straight. Let me see who is here with me. We've got over 400 of you already logged in. Good morning to Marshall. Good morning, Irvine. Good morning to the lovely Miss Morna. Keisha. Good morning, my dear. How are you? I'm hoping my voice can recover here shortly. Good morning, Olivia. Good morning, Ms. Beulah. Good morning, Ruby. Good morning, Mike. Mike, I appreciate the love and support. We're gonna talk about um, that here in a second. Good morning to Irvlyn. She says, yep, tea is ready. Siobhan. Good morning, everyone. Valdine. Jasara. Barbara. Felicia, thank you so much, Miss Anne Marie. Yes, Barbara, grab your coffee, grab your tea, grab your water, whatever you need this morning, because we're gonna break it down. Morning, David. Thank you for joining us from London. We got lots of people tuned in from the UK, Jamaica. Chantal, good morning to you, my darling. How are you? Luisa is here. Irvlyn, Kis, Kis said, Can someone please send the fire truck? We're here this morning. Well, <laughs> let's get it. Uh, Michelle, I would say, is it, is it, Do you really pronounce that? Mikel, Michelle, or just Michael? Amjad, good morning. So, the first thing I want to do is talk about that voice note. And then we are going to discuss the events holistically that transpired over the weekend. So first of all, let me put in context, um, I'll start with Saturday's protests since this Marlene Samuels decided to send out this voice note to, she's in some group that includes her classmates, right? Let me turn on my camera because I want every one of you to be able to see me here today. Let me make sure. Ah, looks like I need to restart it here. One second. All right, here we go. Good folks. And there we are. All right. So let's, let's address Marlene and her voice note, which sent shockwaves throughout this community yesterday. Um, In fact, Oh, sorry guys. I'm a little bit messy with the lipstick this morning. In fact, um, the premier, uh, well, he's not the premier, but the wannabe premier who is at the premier, um, Roy McTaggart decided to jump on this. So I'm going to address Mr. McTaggart here in a second, because that voice note had a couple inaccuracies in it that I think is worth addressing. First of all, She says that one of my followers sent that picture. Now, Miss Marlene, I am not going to use any profanity this morning, folks. I'm really doing my best to not allow these, to allow anything to get under my skin to the point where I want to pop off a couple words. Although sometimes it's hard to find an alternative word when you have to deal with such incredible ignorance. But let me do my best. First of all, Miss Marlene, I guess she's from East End. I mean, I see her in Savannah. I know she lives in Savannah. She works at the gas station here. And I think she might have a background in banking. I don't know. But she doesn't live in East End, but you know when they say follow the money trail, when people start talking foolishness? I'm gonna explain to you why she obviously has an interest in this other than being a concerned citizen of East End and I guess on his committee. You will remember what happened last week and that we had two individuals who decided that they were going to, after giving their word, which clearly means nothing to some people, and signing a document, putting their signature to document, they then back out and decide to go to the progressives who broker some kind of deal. All now we can't hear what that deal would have been for them because there's nothing more that they could have gotten than what the current deal would have been. Because let's be quite honest here, folks, every single person in the current situation would have been getting pretty much something, because the government numbers are just about that tight. And I know you guys heard me last week when I said that um, you shouldn't take a ministry if you have any sense in your first term, but most of them are gonna have to in order to form this government. And whether or not they can handle their business of being a minister and their constituency, the only time will tell. I would never in a million years advise it. In fact, if I were people like Makiva Bush, because some people are saying, well. McKeevan Bush might actually end up being the Trump card. I would come forward, since you know this is going to be your last tenure, Mr. Bush, you only lost by 27 votes. I would come forward and say, listen, I will join the government and you do not have to give me anything extra. This is going to be my service to country. I don't need Speaker of the House. I don't need to bring in Ralston and ask you to give him a position. Nothing. I will just be on the government side. You have my support. I'm here to support you. And it is what it is. So at the end of the day, that would be the admirable thing to do, but we know admirable and politicians hardly goes together. In any event, Um, the, my, my apologies. That's a little, um, glitch there. So in any event, um, you know, my expectations of a lot of these people are now extremely low. So, when um, we heard on Saturday morning, and we're going to get to Friday later on, because I want to analyze what happened on Friday, but I can tell you that that's not going to happen today. When we heard on Friday morning that Mr. Isaac Rankin, they call him Douglas in East End, would be having a meeting on Saturday at four o'clock and in his meeting invite, he said that it was open only to the people of East End. Hmm. Now the people of East End may have voted him in and this is where I'm beginning to rethink this whole one man, one vote thing because this is the dangers of the garrison style, small minded, situations, small-minded communities that we are creating that are very, very dangerous. So if it is the case that he can have a meeting for only the people at East End at a government-owned facility, The people of East End do not own the Civic Center, folks. Let me be very clear about how I feel about the situation. They don't own the Civic Center. Government owns it. And by extension, the people collectively of the Cayman Islands own it. Which means that we all have a right to go to that facility at any given time. Okay, so when I hear that he is telling people, oh, only the people of East End are invited, I'm like, surely you're not having this at a government facility. You must be having this at your house or your constituency office because there could be no way that you think, right, that, the logical thing for you to do and the right thing for you to do is to have a meeting and actually put on there, only the people of East End are invited to this meeting. Isaac Rankin, you surprised me in so many different levels, but the audacity of that statement and Candidates made this up, says um, Isaac Rankin invites all East End residents only to an urgent meeting to discuss the recent developments and the way forward. Two things I wanna make in terms of an observation. Number one, Mr. Rankin made his decision before he spoke to the people of East End even, much less the country as a whole. So the people of East End, his committee members who are fooled by this after the fact meeting, needs to ask Mr. Rankin, why would he put his signature on this line here without the benefit of talking to the people who elected him. Now, here's the thing. You see the time on that? Does that say 11 p.m.? April the 15th. You guys remember? April the 14th was election day. Last week, Wednesday. So Mr. Rankin decides to have this meeting And those of us who had protested the day before on Friday said, right, well, we're going to protest again. The issue continues to be a live issue. We have a right to protest in this country. And I'm going to talk about the importance of protesting in a democratic society just here in a minute. And so we decided to go. Now, when we got to the venue, and I'm just the, I'm setting the record straight for those of you who don't know and who were not there and who would listen to um, Marlene Samuel's voice note and believe a single word of what she has to say, because she is, she's a disgusting person talking about tear gassing people. And they were out there threatening people, and I'm going to talk about this here in a second. And Marlene, I don't really know you. I only see you at the gas station as a clerk. And I honestly do not care if you. If I must be frank with you. I do not care what you think about the fact that the people of East End are the only ones who have a say in anything that Isaac does. But what I do care about is that you get to threaten violence against people. You're the one sending out a voice note about tear gassing people. You're the one who is lying in that voice note that we were somehow involved in anything of a violent nature as a justification for your disgusting, incorrigible behavior. You should be ashamed of yourself, not just as an East Ender, but as a Caymanian and as a mother. This is the level of ignorance that you engage in. You should be ashamed of yourself and anybody else who thinks that way should be ashamed of themselves. Now, I have people from East End telling me that these people have no sense and they're not the type of people that represent the vast majority of people in East End. And I believe that because they don't represent the vast majority of Caymanians either. We know there are pockets of ignorance all over this community and all over this country. And it's sad that we have to deal with people who this is how they think. Oh, we're gonna tear gas your ass. Really, Marlene? That's your solution to peaceful protesting? You need to check yourself. And we're gonna check you this morning. So we decided to meet at the Civic Center for four o'clock. Before the midday hour, I got a phone call to say, Sandy, people in East End have been instructed. Now, I don't know who they were instructed by, but they are going to block you from entering the district. And you should be careful. You should, not travel in your vehicle because apparently they have already indicated what type of vehicle you have and they intend to block you at the road from even coming into Esen. and i'm like what i am a caymanian so how can you block me going anywhere. I don't need permission to go into East End. I don't need a passport to go into East End. But you see, this is the level of ignorance that when I, when I use the term ignorant, this is what I'm talking about. These are the, This is the danger of allowing certain people to get into positions when they allow and they believe in this type of behavior. So whether Mr. Isaac was a part of this idea to somehow stop me from coming into East End or not, we saw messages from him. Um, We heard that he told the police, okay, my mall road can't come to my meeting. The police can't stop me from going on government property, just like they can't stop me from walking on the public road unless there's some curfew in place because of a situation like covid or something of that sort. So let me break down what I'm trying to tell you. The people of East End have just elected a man who believes that he can tell the police to stop a citizen of this country from showing up to a meeting he's having on public government-owned property. Make that sink in for a minute. So, folks, I see a number of you are um, messaging me and sending me messages. Unfortunately, if you send a voice note, I can't exactly listen to a voice note right now. So, this is what was happening. So, I got another phone call from another East Ender. He said, oh, he was up there in the bar talking to them. And, yeah, Sandra and I to East End, blah, 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 blah. A bunch of drunks talking foolishness. And he called me and he said, oh, you know, maybe maybe you shouldn't go. I said, okay. This isn't my first time protesting. And it certainly probably won't be the last time protesting. But you can imagine someone is going to tell you, you have a right to express yourself in this country. You have a right to peacefully protest. And you're going to have people telling you, oh, because you're going to upset a handful of people in East End. That you shouldn't go. See what Melissa said? She saw East End people in Prospect. What if we cut you off and said, don't come to Georgetown, don't come to Prospect, don't come to Northside? They came to the Prospect meeting. Oh, no, you're from East End, you can't come. That level of small-mindedness, unfortunately, is what a lot of people will seek to define us as Caymanians with. You can imagine any visitor in this country I was actually speaking to some expats on Saturday. They're here under the... um the concierge program, and they were asking me to kind of explain to them what's going on. Do you understand how stupid it is and how absolutely ridiculous I feel trying to explain this small-mindedness to them? How people in East End are saying that I can't come into East End to protest or to do anything else legally that I want to do? It's just like, when I when it was coming out of my mouth and I was talking to them about the situation, I had to hang my head in shame to think that there's anybody in this country that would think at that level. And what's worse is these are the people that are in Isaac's committee. So the other phone call, I said, OK, thanks for the advice. What I decided to do for my own protection was not to drive my vehicle into East End was to go with an escort, someone who works in the security business. Someone else provided me with their security detail, basically. And I said, you know, I'm going to go to this protest. When I got to the Civic Center, there were already a few people there, and the numbers started to grow. Right before we got there, we were told that Isaac had canceled the meeting. So he sent out a message. I'm going to see if I can find it here saying that he had canceled the meeting because of concerns about threats of violence. I don't know what threats of violence this man is talking about, but clearly, clearly he has some issues. Okay, So this idea, um, I think what he did was he turned on his phone and he started sending out these messages about the cancellation of the meeting. And the reason that he used. I'm going to pull up this this one here in a second, is that there were some threats of due to safety concerns. Of my East End constituents based on the various social media posts inciting violence. I challenge Mr. Isaac. And this is where you need to speak the truth and shame the devil. What social media posts are you referring to, sir? With all due respect. That talk about inciting violence. Show us a single post. Any social media posts that you're referring to. Not in a million years, my fellow Caymanians. Douglas Isaac Rankin regrettably cancels the public meeting planned to be held at 4 p.m. this afternoon for the residents. She forgot, uh, but for the residents of East End, this meeting is canceled due to safety concerns of my East End constituents based on the various social media posts inciting violence. Liar. It is rather unfortunate that efforts to inform the residents of East End and the ongoing developments cannot be realized, really. All East End residents must be assured, all of them, are you really sure about that? That every effort will be made to arrange a meeting at a later date to ensure that the input of all East Enders are considered blah, 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 blah. Show us one post, Isaac. Just one post. The incited violence. Certainly nothing from Cayman Mall Road, I can tell you that. We have used the term peaceful protest over and over and over again. Nobody was on his property, John, rest assured of that. And I'm gonna clarify that here in a second. Nobody was on his property. So, when we we arrived and more people started to come to the Civic Center, and we were told that the meeting, we knew that the meeting was canceled because on my way there, people were calling me, you know, he's canceled the meeting. Should we should we still come? And I said, yes. I said, at the end of the day, the protest will go on. He's canceling the meeting because he wants to cancel the protests. That's exactly the point. Our protests will go on. So people are there. They had their shirts. They had their signage ready to protest. So when we were at the Civic Center, shortly after four o'clock, there were people who said, listen, he is meeting at his house. There's a large group of people there. And there is an empty lot across from his house. Should we go to that empty lot? Now I wanna be very, very clear about this. I was the of the opinion that we should stay put at the Civic Center. There was more room there this was a government facility. There was no question about ownership or anything like that. You know, let's continue to protest there. The majority said, no, let's move the protests across on this empty lot. So that is what happened. I was not dictating to this group of protesters what they should or shouldn't do. This was a collective effort. Most of them felt like I was the organizer in the sense that I was putting the word out there saying, yes, let's go protest. Obviously, on CMR, it has a wide reach. So we moved it then to this empty lot across his house. The police were at the Civic Center when we got there. And in fact, we knew that Mr. Isaac had asked for police presence. Before I even went to the Civic Center, earlier in the morning, I emailed the police commissioner and said, we are intending to have a peaceful protest. In fact, let me just check my emails here, because again, the word peaceful has always been used. And we wanted, I was requesting, additional support. Here's what I said. Good day, this is the police commissioner, Mr. Derek Burns. We are requesting additional police presence in East End this afternoon. People in East End are planning and blocking peaceful protesters from entering the district and government properties. And I said, people will start arriving after 3 p.m. So he sent additional enforcement at my request. And you notice the words used: peaceful protesters. So when Ms. Marlene starts talking about we were inciting violence and somebody sent her this picture, I mean, I don't know, I don't wanna call her an ignorant person, but I can tell you based on what she's saying, there has to be some question about her level of intellect. Who, who sent this to you? First of all, Miss Marlene, who sent this to you? You're talking about one of my followers. One of my followers who I have over 45,000 people follow me. Who are you talking about? There are people who follow me that don't even live in the Cayman Islands and know nothing about us. So someone sends you this photo and let me be very clear this photo is not in the Cayman Islands this has been in circulation for well over a year because I have seen it multiple times so I guess miss Marlene don't have a clue she's never seen this before but what what is this supposed to be how is this threatening someone sent it to you and said what you notice that she didn't say Oh, they sent this and they said anything, or let me screenshot and provide you evidence of what was said with this photo. This photo went around over a year ago as a joke, what people saying, how can a no armed man, he has both of his arms amputated, be walking around with a gun? What is he going to be shooting with? That was the whole joke about this picture when it was circulated quite some time ago. So how how is this threatening? The the, um, caption here says, I've seen a lot in my lifetime, but never have I seen a man who was armed and unarmed at the same damn time. The joke is he has no arms, but he has a gun. Call me stupid, but explain to me. You read this and someone sends this to you unless they send some other message. This is a joke, Marlene. What, what is it about that that offends you? What does that have to do with the protest? Somebody must have thought when they sent that to you that you actually had a sense of humor. Which clearly you do not. So she relies on the stupidest of things possible to try to justify that, that we are somehow inciting violence. She don't tell you who this supposed follower is. What does she mean by a follower? Like this is some kind of cult. What are you talking about? So when we moved the protests, there were some real characters that decided to come out and start addressing addressing the protesters. They were threatening violence. Telling us to get out of East End. We don't belong in East End. What are they going to do? I'm going to bring Cindy on here in a second. Because I was videoing and I was getting the sense of what was going on. But a lot of times I don't hear specifically what a person is saying. I do know that when Cindy got there, which she got there a little bit later, people had approached her and others talking about you all are ugly and you're this and you're that. So when you hear me start to go a little bit lowbrow, which I did, and I did pop off a few words. But when I start talking about, okay, you walk around at five teeth in your mouth. And you have the audacity to call anybody ugly maybe you need to check yourself on a different level and you think with your five teeth in your mouth that you're hurting now isaac is going to make sure that at the end of his tenure you will not have any teeth left i did say that and i mean every word of it so they started attacking us so were there people there who responded to those threats of violence Yeah, there might have been a few people there. The vast majority of people there, which included children, by the way, had nothing to say to the people across the house on this property that Isaac is renting. So the house that is across the way, let me clarify this. Since Marlene is all up in the mix and she wants you guys to think that she actually cares anything about East End and the people of East End, that house that is there That Isaac apparently has, apparently he was living in South Shore with his girlfriend. I'm going to give you guys the 411. He has a wife that lives in West Bay. He's left the wife. He has a girlfriend that I understand works in his business, a Jamaican lady. And he has since moved out of their shared apartment or whatever in South Shores. And he's moved into this house in East End more recently. This house is owned by Marlene. And she is renting it to Isaac. So you see, follow the money trail, folks. She has an interest in kind of trying to keep Isaac there because he's renting her place. And she adding on a little piece onto the back, I understand, from my East End sources. So... We protested for a few hours. I left after six o'clock. The police said, oh, we can't use the bullhorn. We can't do this. We can't do that. Yes, they were calling us all sorts of names. Charlene was out there. She can tell you. And it was still a peaceful protest despite all of that level of ignorance. The neighbor across the street came out and he said, I don't know if he is a registered voter or whatever, but the gentleman said, you can use your blowhorn all you want because the police were claiming, oh, we were going to interrupt the neighbors. He said, I don't care. Use your blowhorn. So he gave explicit permission. Now, at some point, a young lady came out. She looks familiar. I've definitely seen her around, but I don't personally know her. And she identified herself as Isaac's niece and that she wanted to talk. Now, one of the things she said that was really puzzling to me at the time, but I put the pieces together and I want to clarify that this morning is she said, listen, for her, it's all about communicating with each other. You know, we can protest, whatever. She doesn't have an issue with that. Where she had an issue is that we were inciting people to go to her grandfather's house and protest. And I was like, what? Who's your grandfather? And the first thing I said to her is, honey, I don't know you, but whoever your grandfather is, I don't know him either. And so how would I be telling people to go to your grandfather's house? I'm like, "How, how does that work? That doesn't make no sense. I can't tell someone to go somewhere that I don't know exists. (laughs) You know, I'm like, so then her mom came out and her mom tried to pull her away. And she was saying, no, I want to stand up and have this conversation. Now that young lady, I don't know how old she is. She looked like she could have been. Maybe she's in her late twenties, thirties. I don't know. She is more professional than her uncle Isaac. Who's like what in his fifties, she wasn't elected To represent the people of this country, but she still had the decency to talk to us, to not try to attack people, to not try to um, name call people, and all of that stuff. She said, I just want to talk. She explained what was upsetting to her. She gave me an opportunity to respond. I said, I don't know what you're talking about. Nobody said anything about going to anybody's father's house. Now I'm going to explain to you why they thought that, I guess, in the heat of the moment. Afterwards, I reflected on what transpired. So her mother said the same thing. Oh, yeah, you know, you people tell people go to my father's house and he's not well, he's sick, blah, blah. I'm like... I don't remember anybody saying that. We did did not tell anybody to go to any other location. Now, let me tell you what did happen. At one point, someone had said that that house that Isaac has, the one I just showed you, is a rented property, which is true. Now we know that Marlene owns it. And apparently, the rental, of that property is a recent event leading up to the election to make it look like he has a presence in the community. That's on him. If he wants to live in East End, so people can come knocking on his door, whatever. Someone then sent me a WhatsApp message saying, oh, but Isaac actually owns several other properties. And I said, oh, that information I read out on the audio by James Alexa, stop. <laughs> Did I just call her name? She's all of a sudden talking to me. Um, that Isaac D. Rankin, Isaac Douglas Rankin, actually owns other property. So you see how people can get things all sorts of mixed up? They said that he owns a property in West Bay. Isaac D. Rankin owns a property at 1D, parcel 1D, 381, 19 Bowman Close in West Bay. He also owns a property at 47 Knox Street off of Seaview Road. So when we share this information saying, oh, because somebody else was saying, and we did repeat it, that he doesn't own property, We're basically in the moment of the protest correcting that. The man actually owns two pieces of property, one in West Bay, where apparently the ex-wife lives, and one right in East End. So somehow somebody went and told his sister and his niece and others, talking about inciting a situation, that we were telling people to go to the property in East End, where apparently his father lives. Nobody ever said that. That was not the context of sharing the fact that the man owns two pieces of property and that's where the properties are. You see how people love mix-up? We're going to correct the mix-up situation. So then they came out thinking and all upset, thinking that we had said, oh, go to his father's property, an elderly man. Now, let me be very clear. We are all Caymanians at the end of the day, right? And as a Caymanian, there are certain things that we understand, culturally speaking. And one of the things that we understand is respect for our elders. You will find very few situations where a Caymanian, especially of a particular age, over 30, will just be disrespectful or will do anything to disrespect elderly people in the community. Why would we be telling people Talk about lack of common sense. Why would we be telling people to go to his father's house to protest at his father's house? That don't make no sense. And the only reason that the majority of the group felt like they needed to go to the location where his committee was meeting was because they were meeting there. And he was there. Now they tried to pull a fast one on us where they had this vehicle that left out. You can go back to the live stream and watch it. The vehicle left out. It was highly tinted. So we couldn't see inside and they requested a police, um, escort for this vehicle to come out trying to imply or give the impression that Isaac was in the vehicle the entire time. Isaac was on the property inside and you know, There are people on his committee who obviously don't believe in what um, Isaac is doing and how he's handling his business because they're the same ones reporting to us in real time that he's up in there hiding. Now you can imagine his niece. And like I said, I don't know how old she is. She came out and spoke to us. No problems. We listened to her and she listened to us. All right. He is an elected MP for the district of East End and for the entire Cayman Islands. And he does not have the testicular fortitude, the courage, the professionalism, nothing to come out and address the people of East End, the protesters. nothing. He's hiding behind his committee And behind these people who would claim that they will tear gas us. Now, the other thing that they did, just to show you how low they are and the way that they think, is they came out at one point and posted this. This is before we left Pacific Center, so this was shortly after 4 o'clock. They sent somebody out there in a white car, I believe it was, to post this sign that said, private meeting, East End residents only. Time changed to 6 p.m. Shortly after the sign was put up, we saw a police officer go and remove the sign. It was placed at the door of the Civic Center. And we asked the police officer why was he removing the sign, and the police officer told us because it was a fake sign. It was a lie. Now, you heard in Marlene's voice note, she admits to it being a lie. She admits it be placed there, To try to keep us, what does she say? Out in the hot sun all day. Well, honey, we still stood out in the hot sun right across from uh, your property. The hot sun not bothering us. The hot sun not going to kill us. But you see the level of ignorance that we are honestly dealing with here, folks? And that ignorance does not, um, relate just to people of East End. So let me let me address this tidbit now. Some of you talking the foolishness about, um, oh, Miss Sandra called East End people stupid and ignorant, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Let's examine that one. First of all, I don't have any direct family in East End, but my aunt, the aunt that I'm closest to, ironically enough, other than the aunt that raised me in the U.S. for 15 years, This aunt here in Cayman, I'm the closest to her. I see her as like a surrogate mother. And she is a born and bred East Ender. She left East End when she got married to my uncle because he's a Georgetowner, okay? Now, she, for many, many years before I left Cayman, I remember it was like a Sunday tradition. Every single Sunday, she would take her children. And most of the time, I was with her would take us driving out to East End. And when I was a child, this is before I left the state, so before I was nine years old, I always thought, oh my gosh, East End seems so hilly. Like the houses seemed like they were so far up And the mind of a child. I'm like, wow, this place is like really big and so different than Georgetown, right? Everything seems like it was up on a hill. And every single Sunday, we would drive to East End so she could visit her mother, who by the way, her house is right down the street from Isaac, where Isaac is now renting. And so I'm no East Ender. I don't claim to be an East Ender. And when I tell someone that they are ignorant, you can rest assured that you probably are, number one. But that is my opinion, and I'm entitled to it. And there's certain things that in my mind define a person who's ignorant. The most important thing is your actions and your words, what comes out of your mouth will often in my book categorize you as either being ignorant or not. What you say and how you act and how you carry on. So those individuals who are coming out, attacking us and acting the fool and calling us ugly, when I said, I'm looking at you going, have you looked in the mirror recently? You should not be calling anybody or anything walking God's beautiful earth ugly. Not if you're looking in a real mirror. Now, I don't know if you got one of those fake mirrors That you look into and you say mirror, mirror on the wall and it tells you you're pretty when you're really not. But to me, that's ignorance. That has nothing to do with the discourse. So, well, um, Velva, I understand he has an office space, but that house, I've been told by more than one person, is actually Marlene's house. Listen, I'm not the property manager here, but that's where he's residing. And I'm told that the house and the photo that I've just showed you, this house right here, that 2446, whatever it's called, um, is Marlene's house. More than one East Ender has told me that. So I don't know. I ain't taking that to the bank because I don't know. Regardless, the point being, oh, she's here calling us ignorant. And she's saying that all East Enders blah, 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 No, 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 Bobo. Back it up, okay? The vast majority of k maggins are not ignorant people, but we do have a portion of our community that are ignorant. And you have heard me, if you listen to this program at all, talk about West Bayers being ignorant because they keep voting the same fools in. Georgetowners being the new West Bay ignorant because we keep voting the progressives in when they have done nothing for the people and they don't deserve to be voted in. They're ignorant pockets in all communities, folks. This has nothing to do with me talking about, um, specifically about the people of East End being especially ignorant. They're just as ignorant as some people from Georgetown, and I'm a Georgetowner, so I should know. They're just as ignorant as some people from North Side or West Bay or wherever. We have a certain segment of the population that is ignorant no matter what you do. So don't be taking it personal just because I'm calling you ignorant. So Paula says it's not Marlene's property, like I said. I can only tell you what people told me. I whoever whoever's property it is, it isn't Isaac's property. Let's be very clear. He's renting it from somebody. And we can definitely check with Lambs and Serving to see who owns the property. So by tomorrow, when I come back on, I will tell you exactly who owns the property, because that's publicly available information. No problem. So yes, there are ignorant people all over the world. There are ignorant people in every single corner of Cayman. And that is what it is. Now, if you're ignorant, I'm going to call you ignorant. And if you get insulted by the fact that you are being called ignorant, What should really get you insulted is the fact that you are ignorant, not that you've been called it because somebody trying to be honest with you. But, you know, people don't like the cold hard truth, they get insulted by the cold hard truth, but they don't get insulted by their own behavior. Now Eastenders seem to think, and this is really interesting. I don't know if this is pervasive in other districts, but I even had a police officer message me and said, Sandy, as someone who has worked in the police force for many, many years, they're really special when it comes to the things that they think they can do and get away with it. Just because, oh, we're from East End. We don't operate by the same laws as anybody else. And they have ingrained this mentality into especially the young men in their community where they can engage in certain acts of violence and do other things, and it's okay, they're going to get away with it. Now, that's a problem. So that is what, in a nutshell, happened on Saturday. So when Marlene gets up yesterday and puts out this erroneous voice note, where she threatens violence, where she talks about, oh, she's going to tear gas people and blah, blah, blah. Marlene, you are only making yourself look ignorant. You're spewing misinformation and lies into the public domain. And the vast majority of people will know that none of that ever happened. The other thing that's of interest now that I want to get into in a broader context of what happened and what transpired over the weekend is this whole um, progressive propaganda. So every two minutes, my phone was blowing up. Oh, Alden doing this. Oh, um, what's his name is meeting at um at one point yesterday afternoon. I was driving back home from going to town. Was I in town yesterday? Yeah, yes, I went to breakfast. and went to town, and you know I got to stop by Miss Rita's to support her. Came out in business a little Sunday lunch. Oh yeah, we in Canton is at um. Is that what's his name's house right now? Um, I'm trying to remember the address in Seaview Drive. I think it's number, I think it was two eight eight six or two four four six or something. Seaview Road. Somebody, tell me they can look it up right now and let me know. Um. Okay, so someone clarified and said that particular house is not for Marlene. Marlene's house is further down the road and that's where his office is. So he's actually renting two houses in East End. But we can find out who who he rented all of them from uh, once we get the exact details. So the storyline goes, let let me tell you why Isaac is under pressure from a select few people in the district of uh, East End, right? So there's certain contracts that exist. Dart and other at least one other developer. Now, the name Emperado keeps coming up. Everything I hear that going on at East End, I'm hearing this Emperado guy. Is he not the one who was involved in the um, now defunct um, what's it called um the Margaritaville Hotel, but Imperato, I think, has connections to CUC. He owns all sorts of properties on the island. He's considered a major developer, right? So his name keeps floating around in the district of East End. And you keep hearing about these contracts, and this is what it comes down to. There are certain people in East End who are connected to Dart contracts, and I don't know if they're Imperato contracts or whoever this developer is, that has certain projects happening and they get jobs, maybe 30, 40 jobs out of this for their little businesses in East End. And so they have a collective interest in keeping everything the status quo how it is. In their support of the progressives, they put out this narrative which the progressives, I'm gonna talk about their propaganda machine here in a second, they then continue the propaganda machine that, oh, if Wayne Panton becomes premier, and the independents get in, they're going to stop all this development. And if they stop development, that means our contracts stop. We can't feed our families. We're not going to be able to make any money. And so what we need to do is flip Isaac and tell him to support the progressives because the, the progressives are certainly not going to stop any contracts, whether they hurt the overall Cayman Islands or not. They're protecting a few people in a few deep pockets, and that's all that matters. You know, I'm always telling you guys on this program to pick sense from nonsense. How on earth is Wing Panton or anybody else, an elected official going to come in and stop a project that has already been approved by planning and is already in the works and is happening? How does that happen? It doesn't happen. What you may have happening is because Wayne Panton believes that we need to protect the environment. We don't just destroy everything in the name of development because once it's all done and destroyed, then what do you have to develop? Absolutely nothing. You have Wayne Panton saying, hold on, I believe in something called sustainable development. I believe in checks and balances. I believe in having things put in place where we don't have every inch of this rock. Sinking because we've overdeveloped it and we have nothing left for future generations to purchase, to acquire of their own. We have no open spaces for people to just go with their families and enjoy, etc. etc. We fished, we fished everything out of the sea. You know, there is a thing called sustainable development that works. But this sort of thinking has been permeated throughout a large portion of the East end community by select members of Isaac's committee. And you know who you are, whether you have teeth or not, you're getting a nice little paycheck from these developers. And in some instances, that paycheck is going to support your other habits that are completely illegal. And maybe that's what the police need to be spending some time on, because everybody hear all about your coke habits, and everything else that you're engaging in came out as small, You think I can be walking around East End snorting cocaine all day and got thousands of dollars in my pocket and the rest of East End not talking about that kind of behavior? You don't hide it from nobody. People know your business. And they are talking it and it makes us all look bad, quite frankly. So the progressives, they got their propaganda machine. Let's start talking about that here, folks. They have their, um, yes, Trinity, it's the small-mindedness that happens in certain communities for sure. Good morning, Mr. Frank, Dr. Frank, thank you so much for joining us. So they have, um, the progressives have this propaganda machine that, boy, I couldn't even keep up with over the weekend. They have lied so many times over the weekend, you know, this whole thing, let's fact check them, right? Woo! I would need a whole book right now to fact check the progressives. So one of the first things that they did is they sent out this press release claiming that, um, let me try to go back in time here now because they've said so many lies over the weekend, I can't give up, I really can't. Mm. Now, I want you to keep in mind that the only thing that they have done is send out press releases all weekend. So on the 15th, we did an article about how they have admitted to attempting to poach independents who refuse to give up. So they did a press release, saying um, dated April the 15th, the election is over and the people have spoken. Clearly the people have spoken, but the progressives are still not listening. They say that they've secured eight seats and we have arrangements with Isaac Rankin and J.E. Banks for them to help form the government when they won. I want you to, let me just bring this up because I want you to read this in your own words, okay? Well, not in your words, but I want you to read their words. Listen to what they said. We had, past sets, arrangements with Isaac Rankin and J.E. Banks for them to help to form the government when they won. Let's just take that sentence right there and break it down. Do you guys remember Isaac Rankin? When we posted a photo on Facebook, let me bring it up here now. Boy, I do not like a liar. And Isaac Rankin has proven himself to be a dishonest person. So, dishonesty. Unbelievable. When we got this photo, let me just find it here now. It's for Isaac. Of Isaac and Alden meeting. So somebody else says the house is owned by two sisters. One of them live in the house overlooking that one on the hill. Okay. All right. We soon get the scoop. It was number 2662 Seaview Drive. All right. There we go. Mm-hmm. Or Seaview Road or whatever it's called. All right. So here you are. Do you guys remember? Let me just pick up the date here. When we posted during the election, February the 23rd, uh uh-huh, that Isaac was meeting with Alden McLaughlin. Alden went to his house. Hold on here now. Let me get my photo because you know we like to bring you the evidence. So give me one second here. Let me pull it up. We had photographic evidence of Isaac meeting on February the 23rd with Alden McLaughlin. So let me just pull up my little photo. Isaac then denied. He couldn't deny the meeting because obviously we had the photos available. But what he did was, hold on here now, here we go. One second, one second, boom. Photo number one. Yep, hiding out in the cars. Mm-hmm. All right, let me show you the photographic evidence. Detective Sandy's on the job. Here we go, folks. The irony of it all, look, yeah. Look at that house. You see the address on it? 2662. Same house that we were protesting in front of, right? Under the cover of darkness, we received these photos at CMR. I don't know who that is in the Premier's truck, but you can see that that's the government Premier vehicle. And that is probably Roy Tatum hiding out in the truck. Or I don't know if he has another driver, who that could have been, but you see that person there? This is where this meeting was taking place, folks. See, same house. Okay. So when we posted this about Alden McLaughlin meeting on February the 23rd, Isaac issued, in fact, Okay, hold on one second, hold on one second now, give me a minute, Isaac then issued a statement. Let me show you the screen share one second. Here we go. So we posted this on the 24th and the heading said the premier of the Cayman Islands has resigned himself to the fact that his progressive candidates are unlikely to be able to form a government without the help of other MPs, including CDP and possibly independents." This has left many wondering if his call for an early election may actually be to his own detriment. And here's that same photo premier visits East end candidate as he admits to needing independence to form the government. Isaac then, let me back up here, issues this press release later that day, where he says he's determined to be a member of the next government, but he also says amongst other things, let's open open up the link, that he met with the premier, there's no secrecy regarding the meeting he claims, And that they were just meeting because he requested a meeting with his committee. Hmm. And he hunkers down and says he's going to do whatever it takes to be in a position of power to form the next government because he believes that is what's going to help the people of East End. But in his statement, he remained firm that he was an independent candidate. I'm contesting the upcoming election as an independent candidate, but I recognize that alone I can achieve little for my beloved district. Did he ever say at any point, folks, that he had made an agreement with the progressives to help form a government, him and Jay, didn't happen. Now Jay, look, he done changed his mind again because he not there. right? No J signature on this. So Jay must have, after he got in, J must have been, oh boy, I don't know. I don't know about this situation. Isaac's signature is right there. And they said in past tense that we had arrangements with Isaac and Jay for them to help to form the government when they won. Now, Let us be very, very clear about something here, folks. You don't have arrangements with the progressives. If you win, that you're going to help form the government without getting something at the time of the arrangement, not just after you won. So when I hear these stories about the money that was flowing hmm, in the district, the envelopes of cash and the this and the that, I am now inclined to believe such accusations. Speculation, yes, not confirmation, but I for one believe it. The progressives have deep pockets because their investors have deep pockets. And these are investors who wish to make sure that things stay right how they are. So, Isaac and Jay had agreed, according to this, now. I'm gonna also tell you that you can't believe everything that the progressive says, but this is one thing that I'm inclined to believe for more reasons than one, but number one, at least one of those signatures is right there. Then the progressives go on to say that they were, in addition, we have also offered Miss Sabrina Turner a cabinet seat it is my belief and remains my belief that by re-electing blah, 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 blah. So they admit to trying to poach. Now they also say that they were having a little bit of a problem. Right? So they hadn't had anything signed, sealed and delivered yet. They were having an issue getting it done. Over the weekend, folks, The progressives issued so many statements, I began to lose count. And what I can tell you is a lot of what they were issuing were fake news to try and confuse the people. So at one point, they actually issued a statement indicating that They had been talking or meeting with um, Andre Ebanks in West Bay. Folks, that was a lie. When they sent that out, Andre wasn't talking or meeting with them. He was with the independents who had been meeting all weekend long, working and trying to get this deal done, working on behalf of the people of the Cayman Islands. Why are you lying? They sent out another press release about how they had met with um, Roy McTaggart. So that came out, what's today's date? Today is the 19th. So that came out on Saturday. The Compass breaking news. Progressive leader Roy McTaggart said this afternoon that he's met with Wayne Panton, the leader of the independents. And in that press release, he gives this impression that, oh, we're going to be forming a coalition government. And then they start sending around this narrative, which I got of Roy McTaggart is going to be premier. They'll give Wayne Panton deputy premier. Listen to the ridiculousness of this, right? And then they get to bring along three others who are going to get ministerial positions. Now you know they fool is fly. That don't make no sense. And they quick time send out these little, so incredibly unprofessional press statements. Oh, we're talking to Wayne Panton. One of the reasons that they keep putting this fake information out there, folks, they did have a conversation with Wayne Panton. I'm not saying that didn't happen, but I'm going to explain, as they say, the devil is in the details. One of the reasons they continually put this out there is they want you to think that the independents are number one, not sticking together. Now we know Isaac has gone on a frolic of his own. He's missing in action. Can't be found all now can't address the people who elected him and the rest of the country who deserve an answer. But they want you to think that they can pick off other members of the independents, even when it's not happening. Are they calling people? You better believe that they're calling people. They'd probably call me if they think it would help, but they they know nothing I'm calling call my phone. So they are calling people all over the place. It's one of the reasons why when the independents are meeting, they're shutting off their phones. Somebody said to me this weekend, oh, I need to reach Wayne Panton to talk to him about something. You're not reaching Wayne (laughs) Panton? I mean, you can call, but for good reason. They have their phones off because the progressives is harassing them, stalking them, trying to reach anybody to try to see who they can promise the world to and get them to flip. Now, I'm sure all of you are thinking to yourselves, well, if Sabrina is gonna get a ministry under the Progressives and she's gonna get a ministry under the Independents, why would she have gone and even signed with the Independents? What more was she getting? This is why on Friday morning, that's one of the questions we had to ask. Because it's not about what you see on paper. It's the side deals that you know nothing about, that we only hear rumors and we don't know, was it a million dollars? Was it $2 million? Was it paying off all your pension debt and then some? Side contracts for your businesses? What was it that you were promised that would allow you to flip to the side of the progressives? Because it's not. it cannot be that they're giving you the exact same thing as the independents and somehow they make a more convincing argument that allows you to then make a decision in that way. So at some point yesterday, they sent out another one. Oh, we met with Wayne Panton and blah, blah, blah. Poor old Wayne, he's like, let me just issue a statement. Because you know, by and large, independents have been relatively quiet, but the progressive propaganda machine Is pumping out these constant messages, constant releases every five minutes, confusing the people like all of us had a headache this weekend, reading the progressive messages and trying to figure out what on earth is going on. Well, I can tell you what's going on. The progressives are purposely lying to the people of the Cayman Islands about their position of strength in negotiating. They don't have no position of strength. Pick sense from nonsense. Seriously, why would Wayne Panton, who has the majority independence, say, oh, okay, I'm not going to take premiership. I'm going to give it to Roy McTaggart. And the only thing I get is Deputy Premier and then you bring all of your other ministers over. You give Alden finance, which he's killing himself to get so he can finish blacklisting us. In what parallel universe does that make sense? It's not opposites day in the fifth grade where you say one thing and it's the opposite. But that's what they're playing this weekend. It makes no sense at all. So when he sends out this press release about, oh, he met with Wayne Panton, he doesn't tell you that it was a 15-minute meeting. And there is no further discussion. So I'm trying to find that um, statement. Hold on one second now. Because the progressives put that out. Oh, there's ongoing negotiations. Well, that was a lie. So that is why Mr. Panton then had to respond and said, First of all, there is no ongoing discussion. So that part of it, which certainly says to people, well, if there's an ongoing discussion, then something might happen here. That ain't happening. Why the need to lie? So within hours of Roy McTaggart, and we're going to talk about Roy here in a second, because he's not getting away with nothing lying about these ongoing discussions, Wayne Panton had to respond to that and said, yes, we had a 15 minute meeting. And in the world of negotiating, 15 minutes is not a long time. You know you ain't got no real common ground when when the meeting only lasts for 15 minutes and then you're out of there. So at some point I decided, you know what? I am sick and tired of putting out all this fake information coming from the progressives camp. Now, they have the compass who are happy to do that for them. Knock yourselves out, compass. What I'm telling you is the progressives are more than duplicitous, okay? They can't tell the truth this weekend to save their life. They're hanging on by a thread. Now, let me tell you one thing you need to keep in mind. The only grouping that has submitted anything of substance to the governor's office, and this is where you pick real sense from nonsense, has been the group of independents. So the progressives are telling you, oh, we meet with this one. We We meet with McKeever and Jay and your granny and that one and blah, blah, blah. You had all these signatures you cleaned. Why is it that the governor hasn't received anything from you? You know why? Because you ain't got nothing. Nothing but a bag of lies. Okay? I want you to reflect on a couple things here this morning. When we talk about the progressives and their inability to tell the truth. And those of you who support them and want to put out this narrative, but, oh, I, I hate the progressives. That's, that's a new thing over the weekend. I'm so hung up on the progressives and I hate the progressives. I was a founding member of the progressives. When Mr. Roy McTaggart wasn't there, I was there. I can't even find, I'm looking for my photos, you know, I know I have some photos around here of me protesting with and on behalf of the progressives. So don't tell me no foolishness about I hate the progressives. I hate what the progressives has become under the leadership of Alvin McLaughlin. I think it is most unfortunate. I went to the United Nations in, what year was that? 2001 or thereabouts? I gotta try and look through my old photos. You know, everything's electronic these days, but this was before we had a lot of electronic photos. I know I got it around here somewhere. Of me with my wheelbarrow going from the public library to the old government building, standing up in front of McKeever with my sign when he was trying to give away our birthright. Yeah, that was me out there like a jackass. Because again, I stood for in the moment what was right for this country. Now a lot has changed since then with the progressives, folks. They're no longer the party that you can trust. They talk about they were doing this, that, and the next thing for love of country. Well, I don't know what happened to that, but that went out the window. It's no more love of country. It's love of Alden and what Alden says, Alden gets, and that sort of rhetoric. I'll find, don't worry, I'm going to find my photos of me protesting. Billy? Adams was there. Billy, you should have some photos. Danny Warren Jr. was there, as well as countless others. So when Roy McTaggart now jumps up, talking about the fact that we are protesting and that us protesting amounts to, what did he say yesterday? Um, Hold on here now. Let me go to the compass, because this is the only way I can get all the fake news right now. Because they're definitely not on CMR. So he says on the compass, he sends out a press release yesterday and he does some kind of interview that apparently us protesting, he calls for calm and he says that um, we're engaging in online bullying and intimidation of representatives. I'm thinking, what? Now, to be fair to Mr. McTaggart, like I said, He wasn't there during the fight, you know. He's a Johnny-come-lately in the progressives who has drank the Kool-Aid and wants to believe every single thing that they have said as gospel. So he doesn't know the full history of the party. And in fact, let me remind you of what Mr. McTaggart said when he was running under the C4C ticket back in the day, what his position was. Let me just find the quote here just in case you have forgotten. He talked about the ills of the party system. He says the party system is the problem because it forces people and politicians to a certain mindset or a certain position that might not necessarily be in the best interest of the country. Well, you should now know that that's a factual statement. You couldn't have said anything more factual. But little did we know that between 2013, February of 2013 and now, that you would be part of the problem. So when you talk about people are online bullying and intimidating, no sir, we're having our voice. We are having our say in a country that is ours to fight for. Apparently it's yours to try to sell down the river and to give away, but it is ours to fight for. When I was protesting, and people sent me pictures of Alvin protesting in 2011 as well, the progressives wasn't calling it bullying or intimidation. Oh no, this was peaceful protest for a just cause and we must do it. That's the position that progressives would have been taken. So when it's convenient for you, you engage in these narratives, that are completely self-serving and have nothing to do with what is in the best interests of the people. Anna says, in their propaganda, they cannot hide the obvious hypocrisy. Following a general election, this is their quote, every elected member is free to decide who to support for government and their preference for premier, McTaggart said in his previously issued statement on Sunday. This is the democratic process, dot, dot, dot. He said that the current turmoil being experienced is not on the shoulders of the progressives. Really? A big reason for why we're here today is that we went into the election. There were assurances that, and unfortunately, um, this system always cuts off the rest of it. So feel free to to print the rest of that for us. But basically, the point is people who had made agreements with him, because he said he at least had two, When they were elected, they obviously changed their mind. And they decided to go with the progressives. I mean, the independents, my apologies. Verbally, and they signed on the dotted line, and then they turn around and they flip again. Well, at least Isaac. Sabina flipped, now she's flipped back again. So the fact that you are not prepared to respect the democratic process, Mr. McTaggart, The fact that you have to yourself manipulate the democratic process. Again, you need to ask yourselves, folks, why? Why is the progressive so hell-bent on ensuring that the people of this country, so we have some information here on who owns that piece of property, that house. Block 72C, Parcel 73. Owner is Darnell Carol Ann Rankin. Maybe she's related to Isaac with that sort of name. Joint proprietorship. So I don't know who else. Somebody did say it's owned by another sister. Oh, yes. The other person is Josie Diane Welcome. Those are the two individuals who own the property. Number 266. 2662 Seaview, I think it's Seaview Road or Drive. Is it Seaview Road? But anyway, Darnell Carol Ann Rankin and Josie Diane Welcome. There you have it. That's who Isaac is renting that property from. And uh, once we get the address of his office, we'll find out who he's renting that one from as well. (gasps) What are you saying to me? Hold on. Hold on a second here now. Hmm. What property is this one? Oh. Interesting. Huh. Now this one made me pause. I don't know about the rest of you. But remember how we told you that he actually owns property in West Bay? That parcel off of Bowman clothes. That was acquired uh, huh. under the National Building Society. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Well, wow. seems like we got some digging to do around here. So, Isaac owns two properties. Uh huh. National Building Society. Uh, that's the West Bay one. And then the one in East End that we mentioned before, where apparently um, it's a joint proprietorship as well. Isaac Rankin and. Okay. Right. Hmm. 72C 427, 72C 109. Uh-huh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you so much. So one of the other rumors um, that was flying around yesterday after the protest is that Isaac was hanging out in a condo in Rum Point, which we believe, again, not 100% confirmed, but sources are very, very good in this. Joe Imperato has property at one point, at a run point residence. So you see, people are sharing all sorts of information. And there are ways to verify uh, bits and pieces of this for sure. Mm. And then another message just came in. You see how people know your business just came on, you know? People know. Somebody else, I'm just seeing these messages now. These came at 836. So over half an hour ago said no. The gray house is owned by Carol Ann and Josie Rankin. Marlene owns the house that his office is in. Thank you, my good people, for the clarification. She doesn't live in the house overlooking it. She lives north side with her son. One sister is Josie Welcome, and the other sister is Carol Ann Rankin was just confirmed that that was the actual information um, that we just received. So now we got the full story. We got it just like that, a thousand percent accurate because that's what we like to do here in CMR. Go to the sources and get the information so we can tell you what it is. So Isaac is renting two properties in East End. The one that's at 2662 Seaview Road is owned by two sisters, Josie Welcome and Caroline Rankin. The other one, where his office is, is the one that is owned by Marlene. So we see where the mix-up came in, saying that she owned the house. It's not this house, but it's the other one. Got it. Anyway, um, her ridiculousness is what it is. The progressives and their propaganda machinery folks has really... Um, led them to be desperate. So they're even putting up propaganda out there that says, well, if the independents are talking to Makiva, well, heaven forbid, they should be talking to McKeeva because yeah, remember what they were saying about Makiva? Uh-huh. They would never work with him, blah, blah, blah. Let me, let me show you something that Wendy Ledger said I had to laugh when, when Wendy put this up because this is exactly what most people think. Listen, none of us don't want McKeever back in. Nobody's not going to lie to you about that. And no matter what the outcome of this is, um, the first thing that they need to do is implement this code of conduct for their MPs so that they're all held accountable. And so that at the end of the day, regardless of what happens if he does anything again they can remove him and deal with him accordingly that's if if there will be any sort of alliance with mckeeva but i'm gonna share how people are seeing this right it's so ironic that the progressives want to talk about oh somebody wants to work with mckeeva let us make sure that we understand but despite what they said in the campaign trail In this moment right now, if they got enough people and they only needed one more, the one person they'd be running to is McKeever Bush. Because they're doing their best to flip the independence and they cannot do so. By the way, Juliana is a um, PPM member. She's a PPM member child, but give me one second to address her. They would go to McKeever and broker the exact same deal. So the propaganda that they're putting out there, trying to somehow convince you that, oh yeah, look at the independence now, I didn't wanna to talk to McEva, they would do the exact same thing. Here's how Wendy looks at it. So if it comes down to keeping the mangroves and Mac, or more development and no mangroves and Mac, I'd take mangroves and Mac. And as a friend said to me this week, I need to eat my words, suggesting that Mac was ever irrelevant in a story on Thursday. What the F was I thinking? He was irrelevant for about five minutes. Willy as, but always entertaining. And if Panton is going to be premier, getting everything right every day and doing good work and stuff, I need someone to write about. So bring on the Mac. So there's an admittance here that if we need Makiva, because we know how Makiva swing, like I said, it would be so incredibly fortunate if McKeever would come on board and said, you know what? Let me actually give back to this country. I don't need a ministry. I don't need to be Speaker of the House. I don't need that. Let me just serve out my last four years before I retire in service of this country, and I will do the right thing for once politically. But, you know, that would be a tall order. So we don't see that happening. But if we got to give him something... As much as we know we don't wanna do that, if he has the Trump card, then it is what it is. Because we do know with certainty that, despite what the progressives are saying, that they would do it. To Elizabeth's point about Juliana, Juliana is actually a progressives member. She has joined the progressives. I don't know at what point she joined, but she has joined. She was, listen, Juliana, let let me just say this about Juliana. Enough respect for the woman in a sense, right? She is the what's what's the correct term for a don? Like you know, the dawn of Tivoli Gardens was, um, what was what was his name? Um, Dadas. She's like, is it a donette? I don't know what the term would be, but she is like the female version of a don for Cayman brack and female politicians. This woman is like a chameleon. She has managed to survive every single thing since she's been in office. Honestly. She switch, CDP, UDP, kick McKeever out. CDP, flop to independent, flop to progressives. She is whatever you want her to be. She is like the ultimate available trickster. Whatever you need, as long as she's getting something out of it, she's right there. So she might be the easiest one to flip. In the progressives, to be honest, because flipping is what she does best. She flip flops all over the place because for her, it's all about her. And of course she tells people, oh, if you don't have a minister for the BRAC, you're not going to get nothing. That's stupid. Absolutely stupid. Well, maybe it's not stupid under the leadership of the progressives because they believe in punishing people. So they will punish you if you're in the back bench and try to ensure that your district gets nothing. I do not believe that Wayne Panton is that type of leader. And folks, I've said it before, and I'm going to make, make it very, very clear now in this moment. I am here to hold them all accountable. So if I see Wayne Panton goes in there and starts to think that his shit don't stink, well, you know how that got to work out. Accountability... And holding them all accountable is what we are here to do. Now, I do want to talk about this concept of journalism and what we do in CMR, which isn't strict journalism for a minute. So that's all I want to say about the progressives and their propaganda machine. They have nothing. A Donna, thank you. Thank you. Madrina, says Damien. Right, that's her. She's the Mac Daddy, Mac Madrina, Mac Donna of female politicians. I think tomorrow, Wednesday, I want to talk about this concept of female politicians and if we have a different expectation of them out of something that was said at, Wednesday, at Friday's meeting. Because I haven't really fully analyzed Friday's meeting yet, but that's coming because I think we need to have that discussion. So, folks, a bunch of tricksters and liars. The progressives are desperate. Thank you, Rita. They'll do anything that they need to do to try to hold on to power. We have to do our best to make decisions that are in the best interest of the people. Now, we do have Cindy. Yes, ma- Madam Cindy, I see you. Someone come to you. Give me one second here. In addition to that, hi, Amy. Um, I do want to also say just a little bit about this concept of what CMR does because obviously we are very involved. Big shout out to anybody who understands the importance of advocacy. An evil enemy will burn his own nation to the ground to rule over the ashes. Progressives, you need to be paying attention to this. I had a pastor say to me over the weekend, that Alden and his bunch would much rather rule over hell than heaven because for them it's all about the power right so you think in your right mind well who the hell wants to rule over hell well apparently it doesn't matter when you're power hungry what you're ruling over you just want to rule instead of doing the right thing Kind of a sad indictment, right, on this government. Here's another one that's worth sharing. Why is patriotism thought to be blind loyalty to the government and the politicians who run it rather than loyalty to the principles of liberty and support for the people? Real patriotism is a willingness to challenge the government when it's wrong. And you have to be prepared to challenge the government when they are wrong regardless of who they are. Blind loyalty will eventually get you lost. These are true statements, folks. And for anybody who was offended because they thought that we were calling them stupid, well, in the words of, I don't know if this is his quote or not, It says, I don't understand your specific kind of stupid, but I do admire your total commitment to it. It is what it is, folks. Right here, this is the only letter, the only commitment letter that the governor has received. He hasn't gotten anything from the progressives or anybody else. Remember the numbers, folks. The independents were elected. They make up the PAC. T packed 68% versus the progressives who are 32%. Now there's a voice note in circulation from Dwayne Seymour. Poor him, Joe, Joe, Moonman Seymour sent out last night where he says, look at, look at their logic. Like sometimes their logic doesn't really make any sense to me. And then this comes to mind this is for Dwayne Seymour. I don't understand you're kind of stupid, but i tell you what, your commitment to it, the moon man comments, the gay comments, all this kind of stuff. You're clearly committed to being a special kind of stupid. So. He sends out a voice note saying, oh, well, the fact that the people returned all of the ministers means that they are in support of the progressives. Look again, Dwayne Seymour. Are you sure about that? Are you really sure? I don't know, I'm not so sure. Hmm. Okay. The poor civil service is caught in the mix. Franz Manderson issued a statement last night. Here's what Franz Manderson had to say.
0: Good day, it is Franz Manderson, deputy governor and head of the civil service. It is a beautiful day in our beloved Cayman Islands. First, on behalf of my civil service family and the wider public service, I wish to offer sincere congratulations to the 19 candidates who were successful at the general election held on April 14th. Every election year, the civil service prepares for a number of scenarios. We understand that we may have a new government The existing government may be returned or we could have a combination of both. This year has been no different. The civil service has prepared a number of documents including briefing notes and handover notes, organizational charts to ensure a smooth transition of power. The purpose of our civil service is to make the lives of those we serve better. We do that by implementing the policy priorities and projects of the government for the people of the Cayman Islands. I wish to assure our new government that the civil service stands ready to work with you, for you and the people of the Cayman Islands. I wish everyone continued health and strength and I look forward to working with the new government once it is formed. God bless you all.
2: Yes, honey child, the poor civil service is like, just hurry up and get us a new government so we can continue doing what we need to do. Thank you, France Manderson, ever so professional for those comments. They stand waiting and willing to work with the next government, whoever that may be. Um, just a few quotes that have been sent in. Hi, Michael and others. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. One person shared this one with us just now. They said integrity is when our words and deeds are consistent with our actions. Absolutely true. Someone else shared, he is a lover of his country who rebukes and does not excuse its sins. Accountability for all folks. That's how we're gonna make Cayman better. Cece, good morning.
3: Good morning, everyone. Good morning, morning, morning.
2: I see you hey. got you here nice and brushed up, man.
3: Yes, I had my wife duties to do, get the kids off to school, get myself well presentable. I just want to say to Cayman, us standing up for our rights is not bullying. Mm-hmm. Us speaking for our change is not bullying. For far too long we sit behind closed doors and we complain about government, complain about this not going right, complain about struggling, complain about our future, owning land, owning house. You understand? And All we do is complain. So when did they expect us to get up and do something about it? Nothing will change of us sitting down, complaining, complaining, complaining. For far too long PPM has been in power and Caymanians are not reaching anywhere. Look at it, even in a pandemic, people are still relocating to Cayman. So it was only right for us to stand up. If we don't stand up for something, we will fall for anything. Now, it's too early to spread out like a beach towel, so I'm going to be professional, but Sandy, I'm gonna request a late night adult show Mm. because I'll feel more safe, I'll feel more better airing out after dark when all the respectable people and Christians has gone to bed. No, they know radar come on a certain time.
2: <laughs> you do know Christians can stay up till midnight, right?
3: <laughs> Listen, they know after a certain time radar R airs, so it's up to their discretion if they want to hear and watch yeah. and see.
2: Alright. So but we will do a special segment then with CC after would, hours.
3: Adults would, only. Yes, adults only, and not people who's going to get offended and call me after the show. My phone will be on mute. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying, right, people need to stop spreading that you was who brought violence to East End. It is not true. The only message I got from you was that we all were at Civic Center. doing. We came to do exactly what we did at Sabrina's meeting. That was to hear where she stood, I personally don't know about anybody else, but I personally did not hear as to why Sabrina switched. She just reassured us, damage control, whatever that meant, in that she was back with the P-A-C-T or whatever it is, the independence. The same reason we went East End was to do the exact same thing, not to start violence, not to throw words, none of that.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Isaac wasn't man enough to stand up to us. Mm-hmm. For what reasons he said he was threatened that never came from me and that never came from anyone I am associated with or went eastern to stand with Now while we're out there for how long people have heard people over Ice side throwing words after us, calling us dogs, calling us this, calling us that, bees, how we S H I T, we stink, we better come out of East End or they would have tear gas us and one holy potane. I stood there like, okay, okay. One later was even over there about on the ogre, on the ogre. I'm like, miss, are you serious? Are mm-hmm. you serious? Your teeth is gone so far down your head that you can't even get the G out to call me ugly. Don't do it. Stop. Mm-hmm. Everybody father that was insulting us out there had teeth missing. <clears throat> you understand? Don't come up on Facebook and post anything about me unless you know the facts of what transpired out there before we start. I started answering them back. At the end of the day, me and everyone that is out there is family check the background my grandmothers are mclaughlin my grandfather is a welcome from rotan so like i told them my grandmother's neighbor string is buried in eastern that's my family roots nobody can move me nobody we never came for violence we never came for arguments or nothing but they wanted that preview so we upgraded the plan for them this is not Burger King you can't have it your way you throw words after us I responded so what's the problem you felt bad of me calling peace and us boo-boo y'all were acting like boo-boos y'all ignorant selves were acting stupid look all the lady miss Jolene who who come over there wanting to fight the lady behind me I don't know her name but that lady rushing to her She's going to come out, move from her car. We wasn't even close to this woman's car. When I look over, I see this woman's car. All I could have say was, well, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Because even if it was an accident that you brushed me, I'm going to floor you out there. But I tried to keep it very professional as possible. Mm. I, felt really, I felt really upset that the officers were more attacking us. Not really attacking, but you know, wanting us to be in order, but not saying nothing to the people that were throwing words on top of Isaac's side, but they yeah. got offended when I answered them. Mm-hmm. Sweetheart, you throw words, you're going to get it back. Check who my mother is. We're going to mm-hmm. fight fire with fire. She a Christian now. She has changed a lot. But I am her daughter. Ain't nothing changed. Just like how on an ignorant mm-hmm. east end, blood running through on the veins, I ignorant too. Just Mm -hmm. like how Ana no sense, I not going no sense too. I taught professionally when I read, but when I chip, I going to chip. I mean, I think the the
2: bottom line, Cindy, is listen. um, Anyone has the capacity to be ignorant and anyone has the capacity to choose very different behavior. You know, for myself, I would say 98% of the time, I'm really choosing the other behavior. Even when sometimes people be trying to... You know, as they say, dr- pull you out. I just tell them, listen, don't come for me today because I'll send for you. But you know, it, it's it is difficult, and there's situations that get heated. That's why I, pr- I appreciate that the police were there trying to keep the calm, because mm-hmm. in moments like that, people do get very emotive, and you know, you start to pop off, and then that's when things can happen. So I appreciate well, the RDPs. Well, I appreciate them being there. Like-
3: just like netflix when you want to upgrade your plan you don't know what you're going to get so it's mm-hmm. for you to upgrade that plan and then you see what comes with the plan you understand yeah. so yeah you come for me you just expect nothing's going to be untouched unsaid nothing mm-hmm. the amount of people that reached out to me this weekend alone because they know i will come in I was coming well-prepared. I mean, I had a whole billboard. Of- yeah.
2: And one of the things that I, um, that I really don't like is they actually attacked you, and I want to talk about this a little bit. But before we get there, let me address a question that came in from uh-huh. Walton. So Walton says, I don't understand why you want to twist the facts, this is what he says to me. All PPM MPs were returned. The opposition leader, deputy leader, and past leader all lost their seats. How does that equate to the message that the PPM were rejected at the polls? Well, um, Walton, I think what you need to do is you need to, first of all, understand how the system now works with the single-member constituencies. So because they have won their individual seats, in my opinion, and you can certainly have a different opinion that's completely, you know, your democratic freedom, just because they were returned, unfortunately, because they were returned, that does not mean that the vast majority of people wanted a progressives-led government. Because the other thing that you're not addressing in that statement, Walton, is if we wanted a progressive-led government, tell me why none of their so-called alliance members outside of Dwayne Seymour was brought in with them. The people would have voted for those individuals if their intention was to put the progressives in power. The independents, look at the numbers. People who ran as independents got a vote, in my opinion, again, you can choose to agree or disagree, by and large, because they are running on the basis that they were an independent candidate. Mm-hmm. So, And the other thing, um, Wayne uh, Walton, Mr. Walton, is outside of Georgetown, and this is again, this, this is why I made that statement the other day about the Georgetowners now being the new West Bears, where you have a block of Um, People who get in because of their party affiliation and for no other reason. The stronghold that the progressives has in Georgetown, which I'm going to include Red Bay into that, is very, very obvious. But they had no strength. They had no power to take anybody else with them. So they couldn't take Austin. They couldn't take Vincent. They couldn't take Frank. Who else they had running as, as Alliance members again? I'm trying to remember. Not like they could really have that many options. But the bottom line is they weren't able to drag anybody else with them because their coattail is not really strong. They got themselves in and that's it. So when you tell me that the progressives collectively got 32% of the votes, and that includes Juliana and Moses and the Sister Islands, right how can you then say to me that that compares or that means that the people gave them a mandate versus the independents who got the 68 i'm just not understanding it i'm just saying there is no clear mandate for the progressives and last time let me be very clear here walton last time We removed three ministers and they still did what they did. Mm -hmm. So even when we removed three ministers, that argument, not gonna work with them either. What is it with the progressives? Why will they not stop? The people said, no, last time they took three ministers and that wasn't a clear sign that we didn't want them. So now they're trying to flip that argument. Well, this time we didn't lose any ministers. So, well, even when you did, you still never accepted it. So I don't (laughs) understand the logic. So let me also, um, Cindy, I'm just going to pull you out for one second. Just hold on one second, because there's been a um, post that has gone viral and a lot of people have been reading. I want to share this all with you to give you some insight into how people are thinking and feeling in this community. So Kent McTaggart, as you know, Mr. Kent uh, no longer lives in Cayman. He's moved overseas for the betterment of his family but he's related to Mr. Roy. I don't know exactly how they're related. I don't know if they're cousins or what the exact relationship is, but they're McTaggarts. And Kent published this last night where he said that the irony is Roy faked being an independent to get elected and said he had to join the PPM because you can't get things anything done from the outside. Now he has the opportunity to do something and be independent and he throws dirt at Ween. He is my family and I respect and love him as such, but he's nothing but a puppet for Alden and the powers he serves. Roy disowned me when I told him what I thought. Mm. He is an incredibly, he's an incredible technocrat, but a weak leader. I equate Roy to a jellyfish, no backbone without the support of other stronger individuals around him. This may sound harsh, but I have never been accused of being over filtered. Tell the truth, my brother, shame the devil. Um, He goes on to say, family doesn't trump country in my book. So that was a post on social media. He made it a public post. He wanted everybody to see it from, uh, like I said, I don't know how they're related, if they're cousins or uncles or what the heck they are, but from um, Kent McTaggart, uh, expressing his opinions on Mr. Roy McTaggart. And I think most of us will accept that we don't believe that Roy has any backbone, none at all. No, no, Nobody thinks that when Roy gets in, that he's going to be the actual premier. He's the premier in name only. Alden is going to be calling the shots. No disrespect to Mr. Roy. He's a very nice man and whatever. But in politics, we're not looking for nice. We're mm-hmm. looking for effective people to run the government. Came on first. That's right. Absolutely. Cece, anything else you wanted to say?
3: I will say what I have to say on our late night show because the bullying, the... Yes. I, wanted,
2: I wanted to address that briefly because um, I, I think you will, like you said, you'll address it and <laughs> we'll give you your own little segment. But, you know, people started coming out. And again, this is, you know, the, the PPM operatives um, and their propaganda machine. They start coming out trying to attack people with um, anything that they can, really. So they tried coming at me saying, Oh, I was promised a um, press secretary job, which is false. And I've addressed that over the weekend. If you missed it, there's a video. So go under a video section. There's another one where, um, you know, they, they took the protest thing with Cece on, from Friday on her megaphone saying, What do we want? And when do we want it Change, And we want it now. And they changed that to, Oh, KFC. I mean the irony of the people who are making fun of that, and I have done my best to not address Noel or Noly Brown directly, right? Nolisha, no,
3: say her name properly, no, Shaw.
2: I was very keep that for your midnight session, child. Ja. Every um, I have really done my best because I consider Noel uh, a friend up until this election. I always thought he was sensible. But now I see a side of him that is very illogical and he's a follower and he's a behind kisser and all those things that make me very uncomfortable. I mean, he's he's up Barbara so far that I don't know what's going on there. But, you know, when I saw him making fun of Cindy because of her weight and because of whoever did this meme with this KFC um, overlay comment, I thought that that, w- that was really sad because, you know, when they talk about bullying, that is the definition of bullying. When I'm on here talking about a candidate, as a candidate. So when I addressed Sabrina and my concerns about what Sabrina had engaged to, I stuck to the facts of her candidacy, what platform she run on, and that sort of thing, and talked about my disappointment in terms of that. That is not bullying. That is holding our candidates responsible. What is bullying, however, is trying to attack Cindy because of her weight, talking about, oh, she was going to KFC or she was yelling, what do we want? KFC. Coming from Noel... Who himself had to do gastric surgery in order to lose weight. Sandy leave
3: that 10 p.m. show, please.
2: And still struggles with weight even after doing gastric surgery. You should never be in a position where you make fun of overweight people. Seriously, you should know better. But anyway, like I said, CeCe, you can address that. There are others that also jumped on the bandwagon. Andre, you need to check yourself and you need to behave. Because when you all out there misbehaving and doing the most, trying to hide stuff from your wives and others of your bad behavior, and someone like Cindy knows your bad behavior when you've had one or two little drinks, you might want to just keep your mouth shut. Because when she start talking on that midnight show, the whole world will know you're not no outstanding business person in this community, and you're barely the family person you're trying to portray. So be careful when you draw people out.
3: I just want everybody to understand, right? I don't feel in, I don't feel bad of them making memes of me. Listen, I has a good laugh. because they made one before with Debbie with me before. Let me tell you, I laugh until I cried of how funny that was. Yeah, and but when, when
2: they want to define bullying, right? And they want to say that our right to protest and our right to give an opinion on elected officials who we're paying handsomely to do a job, they want to say that that equates to bullying, but what they have done to you um with these memes or whatever—that that isn't bullying. You're not an elected official. You're not making eight thousand plus a month. Then mm-hmm. I could name you all I want. You're a private citizen trying to. the uh, <laughs> D- D- Deline wants to know. So when is this midnight show? We someone tell you.
3: Mm-hmm. um I-, I just before you're, I- you're a
2: private citizen, and, I- and when people start throwing out memes, like I said, and trying to attack individuals. Because they have nothing else. They can't attack you on any substance or anything of importance. When they start going down that slippery slope, all I'm telling you is you need to watch yourself. Cause you don't live a creaky clean life. And so you know what they say. When you're digging a grave, dig, dig too down. and dig yours a little bit deeper. Cause you're in more of it than anybody else. So I'm just saying we're gonna be doing some truth telling
3: around here hmm like like I said I'm not heard about the memes like those come if they funny I gonna laugh one thing about me who know me I going and laugh so it's not nothing about that it's the caption that got me that I hungry like sweetheart do I look hungry I look like I'm well overfed yeah
4: like
3: come on like I'm going to address everything tonight. Once you give me that segment, I will take a fl- the floor. I will. Normally- and the whole
2: thing about you living off of NAU and all that stuff, bring it, address it all, girlfriend.
3: NAU bring the facts. helping me with nothing. Bring
2: the facts. Okay, so Rose wants to know, is this a new show? No, we've done a couple with Cindy before. Normally we call them makeup and mayhem because it's some kind of mayhem that she's trying to address. Um... <laughs> Yes, Giovanni. Maybe I give it all the real. And um, these people really live in some super glass houses, Effie. I mean, you have no idea. They really don't need to talk about nobody. they up in court for common assault because they had to beat up the same husband who's trying to make fun of Cindy uh for staying out all night. Those are public records, you know. Let me see what this red button does. And, and we can we can hey, just um That red button disconnected you, Cindy. She's like, let me see what this red button does. Click. Took her out of the live. Uh, Anyway, Cindy will address those things directly in her show. What I would suggest is don't be ignorant around people and don't bring out the foolishness, because at the end of the day, we know you. We know you and we see you. Your pretend lives on social media, your pretend lives mean nothing. You got to wash your little car a million times and put it out there. Oh, I can afford a disc. I can afford a use Audi, a use BMW, a use it. Nobody don't care about that. Nobody not caring about that. Okay. What you need to realize is your dirt is still very well known. So draw people out because you will do so at your own peril. Thank you, um, Michael. Wilts, for the correction, Um, and the quote, it's actually that they would rather rule over hell than serve in heaven. I think I had it a little bit mixed up there, so appreciate it. Yes, honey child, they're not going to be hushing nobody around here, Erica. Um, I'll let you guys know when Cindy can pop off on her show. Probably won't be tonight, but you know, now that the elections is over, we'll bring back some of the evening content. And we believe in everyone having a voice here in the Cayman Islands, folks. It is what it is. Um, you don't have to agree with what I have to say. And let me end the the note, the show, on this note, because I want to talk about this concept. So there was a guy named um, something Martins. Um, What's his name? It's Fernando Martins. He sent me all kind of voice notes about how he don't like what I had to say about Sabrina and blah blah blah. Um, sir, you don't have to like anything at all that I have to say. That's your prerogative and that's your right to do so. Just like, it's my prerogative, um, to say what I have to say. You know, you can say whatever you want. It's a free country. Words, you get to use them. People don't seem to understand. And this is so interesting. Uh, By the way, we've been invited at a Jamaican show tomorrow from 11 to 12. So I'll put up the information. I hope you guys will tune in for that. But people don't understand what CMR is exactly and what we do. So I've always said that we are different. We don't pretend to be the Compass, CNS, or anybody else. We've we've created our own mold. We're not fitting into anybody's mold. And one of the things that we, um, Rose, hallelujah, we're coming, That's not going to be today, but I'm going to address what transpired in Friday. You have no clue how many people after the meeting have been asking me to address it. It's coming, there's no two ways about it. Um, At the end of the day, folks, this isn't your cookie cutter journalistic style of doing anything, okay? On the website, we try to keep it relatively journalism, as clean as we can. You guys know um, exactly how we do our program here, The Cold Hard Truth. This is an opinion program. This isn't regurgitating, well, in today's news, you can find that that's not what we do on this program. So this program, don't get this program mixed up. This program is not a news program. This is a talk show where we can have our opinion. You're gonna get my opinion. This is my podcast to say pretty much whatever the heck I want, within reason. If you want just straight news, just go to the website. There is an opinion section there, but you'll know when it's an opinion. Read that, click on the little button below to read it too if you can't read, and just be satisfied with that. If you come on this show and you come in this program, you get a dose of the cold hard truth, okay? And on top of that, we believe in something called advocacy journalism, where we're going to advocate for the right things. We're going to use our voice in this space where we have a reach of, I don't even, I haven't checked my numbers recently, but last time it was over 45,000 people between Instagram and Facebook. So we will be using our voice for more than just reporting to you what the weather is going to be today. Oh, in today's weather report, we can expect sunny, sunshine with, 30% chance of rain. If you want that, you go to Radio Man, quite frankly, and you enjoy their weather report and their news at six o'clock. That's fine. We will give you a lot of those things. Don't get me wrong. But that's not all you're going to be getting. You're going to be getting interaction. You're going to be getting the cold, hard truth. You're going to be hearing us hold on this program people accountable. Everybody will be held accountable regardless of who you are. So you know how we've been reporting for years on the little guy going to court involving and stealing $100, stealing $100,000. The Canadian guy getting on the plane during COVID and getting arrested by the feds for allegedly defrauding people of millions. We're going to cover everybody, regardless of who they are. Black, white, orange, gray, doesn't matter. Regardless of their financial status. Rich, poor, in between, don't matter, right? We're going to cover all sorts of crimes, uh, thieves, child molesters, murderers, everybody. And in the realm of politics, we're also going to hold all politicians accountable. So don't take it personal. When your candidate of choice gets on the show and is featured and they get to be held accountable don't take it don't take it personal when I say where is Isaac Rankin and why have we not heard anything from him publicly he deserve we deserve the people of the Cayman Islands to hear from him yes we do just like we demanded to hear from Sabrina and others that's what we that's why we've elected you if you scared of people and you hide not when things get tough, then you don't need to be an MP. You need to hang up your seat. Your committee isn't going to shield you. They're not going to protect you from the people of the Cayman islands. What did you think you were actually getting into? That's my question. Why did you run for office? What was this all about? Certainly it's not about representing the people of this country. And sometimes that means taking your licks. <laughs> Dana says today the weather report is 100% probability of truth by the way of a shit storm. Um, Dana had me cracking up because she said earlier that she wants to tune in to Cindy's show. She said that she's a Christian and she just needs to know what time it is because she doesn't care if it has profanity in it or not. She's still going to be tuned in to the show and she's still going to be listening. Hot mess. 96 degrees, says Denny. Aliano says, trust you bring the fire by cutting the fat out. A much-needed podcast, which is a new thing. Yeah, too for too long on this in this island, folks, um, the Cayman Islands, we have been used to sugarcoating something. Oh, you can't tell it like it is because, oh, you're a meanie. You're a bully. That's the new term that they want to use when they don't like what you say. They don't like what you say, and as Aliano says, you cut the fat. You're not skin and teeth with nobody. And because of that, because you tell the cold, hard truth, oh, well, you're a bully. Well, if you're offended by the truth, folks, and you think the truth is bullying you, then don't listen. That's your prerogative. It's so simple. So on uh, Facebook, we have 35,750 followers. On Instagram, I think we're now going up to 17.6 or 7. So by my calculations, what is that folks? Um, 35, 750 plus 17,000. I don't know the exact number on Instagram. I'd have to look it up actually. Instagram is always a bit, let me just tell you. They do provide you with all of the analytics insights. So we have 7, 000, uh, 677. So 7,677, that is 53,427 followers between two platforms. And I think we have a little bit of a follower and some other um, Twitter and stuff as well. So it is what it is folks. But like I said, at the end of the day, if you don't like it, you don't have to listen. That is the beauty of it. It's so simple. Very, very simple. Everybody has a choice. You get up in the morning. Good folks. You have a choice what you're going to eat, what you're going to put on. We live in a democracy, what you're going to think for the day. And you certainly have the choice of what you're going to listen to. You don't like it. You think it's bullying. You don't like her style. One of Marlene's um, friends, somebody sent it to me. I had a chuckle. They were like, "Um, oh, yeah, I'm going to boycott Sandy. Okay. Bye-bye. I'll see you later. I somehow doubt you're going to be missed. Because the people who have followed this platform, who are into the cold hard truth, know what we stand for. And they know what the truth is. Now someone sent me, it was not that one. Let me see if I can find. There was another one here. Um, let me just see. That someone sent a comment of a viewer. Um, I wanna say that it was actually shared on Isaac's page. Let me just see here, where it was a Charles. Um... Oh, one more thing before we end the program today. Isaac Rankin has said, and some of you are like, well, where's the proof that he said this? Child please. There are some things folks that we do not have to um, even investigate all that hard because the sources that we're getting it from is legit. Source at the top, right? So he has put out this narrative that um, that he wants to be uh, the premier. Now you people know. Read my face. How can you be the premier? Of anything, any country in the world. How can you lead anything when you've demonstrated the behavior that this man has demonstrated? First of all, you're not experienced. Okay, let's let's analyze why you should be crazy and fool enough to think that you would ever be in the runnings for premiere. Number one, you have no experience as an MP. You just got in. Your foot not even wet. Your big toe not even touched the water yet. You want to be premier based on what exactly? And I'm going to tell you why I think he has said that because I don't think he's being serious. He's being stupid. So you have a man who, as his bargaining chip to come back to the independence, says, oh, you must give me premiership. You Do you guys realize what the progressives would do with that? First of all, nobody's not going to do it, but let's just say that everybody every independent was stupid enough to allow him to be premier. The first thing that progressives would say, you see, this is what we tell you about independence. They're putting in all of these ill experienced people into not just ministerial positions, but a leadership position leading an entire country. And this man has no experience. He knows nothing about financial services. He knows nothing about law to the best of my understanding. His, I don't even know if he has a degree or whatever, Um, his Facebook profile says that he went to the Cayman Islands, lost, um, the Cayman Islands high school. Does Isaac have anything beyond a high school degree? This is his company, business solutions, technologies group. What has he done to prove himself as a leader that anyone would seriously give him the position of premier. He has a business which he's not ran particularly well, owing hundreds of thousands of dollars in pension money at one point. How can that be that you owe at least $400,000 in pensions? So you can't even manage your own affairs, but yet you want to run the Cayman Islands. Are you crazy when you have to go away and negotiate on behalf of the people? how exactly are you going to do that after you have demonstrated to be the kind of person that people have to put up stuff like this to demand you to honor your word what are you going to do go to the uk and agree to certain things and then turn around and uh, tell the uk oh no i've changed my mind eight hours later Is that what we can expect from you as premier of this country? Come on, boy. But let me be very, very clear about what this is all about. This was a situation where he is trying to say, oh, give me premier. Uh, Michael, I'm going to come back to your comment here in a second. Because he know nobody not going to give him premiership. And that will then be the reason why he can say, well, you see, I'm not going back to the independents because they don't want to give me what I want. With all due respect, Isaac Rankin, this isn't about you. This isn't about you being premier. This isn't about what you're getting. That request shows your level of selfishness. Florida says he must be smoking the high grade stuff. I don't know what he's smoking, but this is crazy. It doesn't make any sense. You should not even, in all honesty, be getting a ministry. You should be going in there trying to learn from the ground up, trying to learn the ropes. All of you as newcomers should be doing that. Like I said, we understand the logistics and the difficulties of it with so few Experience people going in there with a group of independents but the people who served at least served previous terms who have an idea of parliamentary procedure isaac what do you know about parliamentary procedure have you read robert's rules of order huh do you even have a copy i pull up my copy here right now hold on a second here now see it here I've had this in my book collection. Now you guys know, I love books, but I actually don't like physical books. There's very few physical books that I have in my collection. I got the Bible and I got the rules of work, wise words and quotes. I have Mr. Roy Baden's book, which he gave me. Building Learning Organizations. I have one in American politics. I have Miss Mary's book, which she gave me. So I keep a little small collection of Caymanian books. I have this little book which was given to me in I think the seventh or eighth grade by one of my teachers. It's called All I Really Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. Some life lessons in this little small book. And that's like about it. I have a couple, I have recipe books and stuff like that because you guys know I love to cook. But I don't keep, and two evidence books from law school. I don't even keep my law school books. I give them away. I don't want them. But have you, do you have a copy of this, Isaac? Have you read it? Do you know anything about the order of agenda in businesses, how to introduce motions? Have you read the Cayman Islands Constitution? Have you read any of the Hansards, right? What do you know about parliamentary procedure? Have you bothered to study anything? I'm just asking you now, I'm trying to be fair to you. Tell me what you have done to prepare yourself to be an MP, much less a minister or premier of this country. You own a business, my friend. Have you resigned from that business now that you are an MP? Can we expect that you'll be doing so because you couldn't really run it effectively beforehand and Lord knows now you're gonna be busy. Can we expect a resignation from that business as managing director? You see, these are the questions that I have that are legitimate questions that nobody wants to address and nobody wants to answer. But I know you must be crazy for even suggesting that you could be premier of this country. That's that's a special kind of, let, let me go back to my little special kind of stupid comment. It's times like this when this is appropriate. I don't understand your specific kind of stupid. And to be honest, I really don't admire your commitment to it either. That's a That is a ridiculous proposition. Come on, Isaac, don't embarrass us. You don't want us to call you stupid. You know why Wayne Panton is getting the position? Look at his track record. Look at where he has come from. Look at the breadth of experience that Panton brings to the table. He has been a minister. He has been on the international front. He is a partner at a local law firm. He understands a little bit of the logistics of the law and of financial services, et cetera, et cetera. What are you bringing to the table, my friend? Or oh, they're going to like you because you're young and they want to change. Well, sometimes your change is for the worst, folks. Michael says if Isaac had told the truth and ran with the PPM, no one would be upset with him if he still got elected. That's right. That's right. But how many people voted for him because they thought he was not with the PPM? The vote difference means this could have been a deciding factor. Now denying the people an independent-led government. And that is a valid point. If you run as an independent folks, in my opinion, stick to it. If you want to run as part of any party, the progressives or whatever, stick to it. Be a person of your word. Soka is remembering a little bit of history. I don't know anything about that publication, but maybe we can find out a bit more about it. She's going to ask somebody else, um, El Ray. I don't know what song you're suggesting, but to end the program today, I do have a song selection that I wish for all of you to enjoy. I have it queued up here and ready to go. And I hope you remember the words of Mr. McTaggart. See here? When we cut the strings off of him, all the puppet strings. When Alden and Kurt Tibbetts and the rest of them lose control, boom. That's exactly what's going to happen to Mr. McTaggart. He's ineffective and he's going to just fall to the ground. Can't do nothing by himself. Folks, I appreciate you guys so much for tuning in to the program today. Tomorrow we will continue the discussions. We're hoping that this government will be formed as quickly as possible. If it was me, I'd be forming the government today. If you have the numbers, if you have to deal with McKeever Bush, deal with him and form the government today. Do not give the progressives another day to continue with their propaganda and their lies And there are three or four press releases a day. Oh, yes. Let me first um, share this to wrap up in the words of Mr. Charles Whitaker. Now, this isn't the Charles Whitaker from, there's more than one Charles Whitaker. So this is Charles S. Whitaker. You make sure to put his initials in there. And he says, good evening, all. This was on the 17th, which would have been on Saturday, the day of the protest. I would like to sincerely apologize to all Caymanians and what transpired today in East End as a born and bred East Ender. The behavior displayed by some supporters of the new MP does not represent my good East End people. We are cultured, kind and generous iron men and women who will give everything we have to someone in need, family, neighbor or stranger. I understand some persons are very passionate about their decision on electing the new MP. For the district and stating east end first unfortunately it's not east end first it's cayman first the caymanian people um secondly let me state for the record no one was there was no one there was threatening anyone just some heated discussions as some persons were uninformed of what was at stake lastly I would like to state how saddened and disappointed I was when the MP for East End chose not to address the people and settle the matter today. This action demonstrates to me a weakness in representation and my people of East End and the Cayman Islands deserve better. Thank you, Mr. Charles S. Whitaker for that comment. Um, El Ray, I can't, um, I would have to go and actually pull up the live stream in order to to get your song selection. The window that I'm in, unfortunately, I can't click on any links like that. But I do have a song selection queued up for you all. In any event, El Ray, we can probably play your song tomorrow once I grab it. Um, So yes, Mr. Whitaker, he's speaking truth. And, you know, it is what it is. So folks, we protest peacefully. There will probably be more protests because the progressive just isn't getting it. They believe in the right to protest only when they are doing it. When other people are doing it against them, as we have in the past, against other governments, they no longer think now because they're on the receiving end that we have a right to peacefully protest. My Caymanian people, we will always have the right to protest. I, for one, have been protesting my entire life. Many of you do not know this. But when I was a student at the University of South Florida, I started a sit-in protest for the Student government, the student Senate, and what they call like their kind of um, Supreme Court, like their judiciary in the Senate, because they have like a little mini government within a lot of these campuses. I protested and did a sit-in way back then. This would have been early 90s, mid 90s, right? Protesting on some wrongdoing that had occurred on the university campus within those organizations. And folks, You'd be surprised to know that my protest was in CNN back in those days, too. So protesting is nothing new for me. I grew up understanding that I have a voice. I have an obligation to stand up for what is right. Not everybody can do it. So, yes, there are people who rely on other people to bring forward the truth and rely on other people to stand a ground collectively for all of us. If that's my calling in life, then it is what it is. I will serve in the best way that I can. And right now, the best way for me to serve is being right here, giving all of you a voice through this platform. So in support of that, let's end the program today with this lovely song, Bob Marley's the man, you guys know it already. And the overlay is a quote from none other than Mr. Roy McTaggart. Mr. McTaggart, go back to your words, be a man of your word. Why in 2013 did you say what you said? Have a listen, folks, and have a wonderful day.